Hi, welcome to the Power for Good podcast. I'm your host, Christina Ray Almeida, entrepreneur, environmental advocate, somatic healer, life coach, and really just a grateful part of this beautiful planet. I'm also a former alcoholic and addict, and I'm here to ask some really hard questions while diving deep and discovering how influential people are using their power for good or not. What happens when someone goes through an awakening? Can people really change? How and why? Let's explore. My sobriety date is April 23rd, 2021, but my sober journey started long before that. First went the drugs, then the liquor, then the wine. It was a process that took over eight years of gradual working on myself and trying anything and everything. While I wasn't completely sober throughout those eight years, my intention was the same from the start. That was to recover myself, to find me, to find my truest self, to find what was lost, to find my true essence. To be honest, the worst part of getting sober wasn't rehab. It wasn't the rooms of AA. It wasn't all the nasty looks that I got from people when I told them that I was sober, I was an addict, I was an alcoholic. It was really what everyone told me getting sober would mean for my life. And that was really actually from other sober people. That was that I was now and forever part of a sick club, that I couldn't participate in life and have fun the way regular people could. And it wasn't until I freed myself from everyone else's definition of sobriety that I realized that actually this is the best damn thing that's ever happened to me. And in fact, I had joined a radical and empowering movement. On this quest, I did a lot more than just finding myself, but I began a restoration and balancing process to my whole life. Being heavily prescribed medications and using drugs and alcohol for over 10 years had impacted my brain chemistry. So on this quest, I did a lot more. And during this process of restoring and balancing my body, my mind, and my spirit, I really rebalanced my brain chemistry. And this was a big part of my healing because I didn't know that my brain was that fucked up, honestly. So (laughs) it took a lot to get back to feeling normal. And it took a lot of understanding. And I think that was a big part of my healing was learning what had actually happened in my brain through abusing alcohol, through the prescription drugs that I was heavily prescribed and through the recreational drugs. I didn't know that I had changed the level at which I got happy the level at which serotonin was running through my my brain, the level of, of dopamine that I needed to feel good. And through understanding all of this, I began to understand myself again. And I began to realize what new practices and habits I needed to bring into my life to come back to a place of balance and to come back to a place where I could naturally feel happy again. And I also came to a place of understanding that it was going to take time because that's the most important thing is that it will take time, but it's not going to take forever. (laughs) It will take time. You need patience. 
But like all good things, it will come back. They will take time. (laughs) So the road to finding my place in this radical movement was not easy. I felt limited in my options and I felt quite lonely, to be honest, navigating this new sober world. I started with the rooms of AA after I got out of rehab and I honestly just did not vibe with AA. I felt like it's what I was supposed to do because it's essentially what everyone tells you you're supposed to do and what Google says you should do and even what rehab said I should do. So I went to AA. I know it's helped a lot of people, so I have nothing against it. But for me, it felt like a place of a lot of judgment and it felt like a place that was quite negative. And I felt guilty even about having those thoughts and feelings. So it took me a long time to even get to a place where I can say this. And when I went in, I I got a sponsor right away. She told me, you got to read the big book and you got to work the steps. So that's what I started doing. And she also told me, you got to do 90 days, 90 meetings. And if you don't do that, I can't be your sponsor. So I felt a lot of pressure about that because I have a job working. I have my business. And I also had a wedding coming up. I had travel coming up and I'm like, okay, so there's a lot of things I got to do, but obviously my sobriety was my priority. Um, So I was trying to work it all in. There did come a time where I couldn't make AA and I was like, should I lie to her? She's kind of scary. Um, Should, like, what should I do? And when I came to that place, I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't have a sponsor that I feel like I have to lie to. Like, I'm not a little kid. What is the situation? You know, why do I have to, why am I surrounding myself with fear and guilt? And so I told her I, I couldn't work with her and she dropped me real quick and I never heard from her again. And it was that moment that I actually decided that I was going to seek out other options. So I went to Recovery Dharma. I started looking at there's another one called Smart Recovery. And Recovery Dharma is a Buddhist based recovery. And that was really interesting. And I started doing some wellness retreats, back to yoga. I was determined not to give up no matter how lost or lonely I was. I just said, I'm going to try everything and I'm just going to keep growing. The process of trial and error to discover what made me feel fully equipped in my sobriety became an important aspect of my work. And it soon became not just about my sobriety, but it turned into my spirituality and my growth. And it was a practice of just showing up for the process, not for the final product. Through all of this, I I really connected to my truest self. And that's what began to, to bloom. And I committed to a lifestyle of radical clarity. The deeper I got into making this radical shift, my daily reality, the more I connected with people in this empowering movement. I began to attract the right people into my life who inspired me to stay on the path. And I looked inward wondering, who was I becoming? And who was I? I started to get more comfortable in my own skin. I started to love myself again. And slowly but surely, I started to shed all the things that were no longer serving me. Resentment, shame, guilt, fear, relationships, people, all the negativity and the habits that were no longer serving me. I spent a shit ton of time alone. I told a lot of people, no. I watched a lot of Netflix. I reconnected to nature. I set really strong boundaries. I was bored a lot, actually. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I had to sit with myself and discover who the fuck am I? I went out to dinner and judged everyone who was drinking until eventually I stopped judging people and started accepting that we are all on our own path. I started to find humor in the triggers and they no longer upset me. My mindset totally shifted. And eventually, slowly but surely, I came out of hiding and I reemerged. I like to compare myself to a little hermit crab. So I really feel like I burrowed myself in for a little while and I came out with a clearer sense of purpose and a commitment to sharing my knowledge with others who are newly sober, others who are going through their own awakenings, their own transformations. My goal is really to let people know that you're not alone. It's important to connect and to speak and to support each other through this work because it gets better when we're not alone and when we support each other. But ultimately, what has kept me not only sober, but soulful and thriving have been the methods and the thinking of self-discovery, education, and taking an inventory of my life, of all of the things that are serving me and that are no longer serving me. Developing new habits and daily rituals that support the new me, that support the real me that I am discovering finding like-minded communities and people who are vibing with the new Christina. And somatic practice has been really important in keeping me sober and aligned with my new self, including breath work, meditation, yoga. And breath work, honestly, has been such an instrument. I'm now actually facilitating breath work. And the type of breath work that has been instrumental for me is called alchemical breath work, which is its own journey where you are in an active breathing cycle for about 45 minutes and you get to release a lot of stuck energy and it's really good for trauma. It's really good for addiction. And for me, this was a game changer and something that I like to call primal awakening now, which is essentially recovering my truest self and releasing my inner wild. So it was something that I felt a big block with because I always thought like, Christina, when she was drinking and doing drugs, not a bunch of pills, was kind of a badass. Like she was wild and she was free. I thought, how could I embody her without all the toxic elements? Sober. Because I miss her. She was fucking confident. And sometimes in sobriety, you have to learn how to be a whole human without all of the artificial flavors without the supplements of getting there. So that was part of my journey. And the way that I've done that is by discovering myself, by discovering my true human self, the animal that lives inside of me and waking her up and saying, what does she need? Feeding her, connecting her to nature and connecting her to community and letting her literally scream taking her to the woods, letting her scream, letting her sing, letting her dance. And it takes work to pull that out, to wake up the primal that lives within us all. But when she's out, it's so fucking amazing. (sighs) And it feels so good. And that also means accepting, radically accepting every part of yourself, accepting the dark, the shadow, and accepting the light. So for a long time, I felt that in sobriety, I had to be all light. So I'm sober now. 
I got to be spiritual. I got to be light. I got to think positive all the time. And that became a toxic in itself because I was suppressing a whole part of me because I thought it wasn't safe to be dark. It wasn't safe to deal with the shadow. So shadow Christina has got to be locked in a closet or else we're going to be drinking again. So maybe in one way it was good to lock her away for a minute to gain some balance, but then she needed to be let out again to make me a whole human. And now I'm bringing her out, letting all parts of myself be accepted and be whole and scream and be free and be wild and be crazy. And I feel the power returning. I feel the wild and I feel the primal and I just feel like myself again. (sighs) And it feels so good. That's a little blurb of my sober journey thus far. There's been ups, there's been downs, but overall, it's been one of the best years of my life. And even since the beginning of this whole journey, the good and the bad, I always find lessons in every experience. And I feel so, so grateful to have been through it all because I can now share all of my experiences with you. And it's all part of being a human and growing and living on this amazing, beautiful planet. My mission now is to share an optimized version of what I have experienced in my life, all of my transformations so that I can help others reemerge back into the world stronger, more connected to their power and their truest selves. And so that I can remind you that you are not alone. And if I can help just one person, then my mission is complete. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Christina Ray, and you've been listening to the Power for Good podcast. If you haven't yet, Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next week for another powerful conversation. Share a story of how you are using your power for good by sending me a DM on my Instagram, at Christina Ray Almeida. I'll be sharing your stories at the end of every episode weekly. If you're interested in learning more on how we can work together, head to my website, IamChristinaRay.com, and let's connect. Sending you so much love. And remember, you are powerful.